0: Hi, this is Duff, WA7BFN, and welcome to This is LICW, a look at what's new, noteworthy, and happening in the Long Island CW Club for December 2023. Well, that's a wrap. What a great year for LICW. Looking forward to 2024, a lot of exciting changes are coming up, new classes, schedules, at a new intermediate curriculum that promises to be your key to CW success. I'm really excited, and I'm sure you will be, too. It's the Holy Grail of CW, the Everest of accomplishment, the peak of potential. <laughs> Stand by, folks. It's QRQ Maniacs. Well, Jenna and Gunnar have pushed the envelope of high-speed telegraphy to amazing warp speed, and uh, I all I have to say about that is it's truly amazing. All right, what are you guys up to? What's going on? Uh, well, basically, we just have our own little class where we uh, invite really anyone who wants to come. So, what's what's the purpose of the of the class? What do you what do you guys do?
1: Yeah, so the goal of the class is to help people improve um, their CW Morse code speed. So, right, uh, yep, sure. You are cute. So we want to be able to help people who really are into getting faster and being like us being able to copy incredible speeds, 50 plus words per minute.
0: Really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How does one accomplish that? How in the world do you guys do that?
1: So uh, my favorite part about this is that we, we help them by immersing them, uh, immersing into a, um, a long QSO that challenges them to really think, really copy, uh, like in a conversation. Um, be able to. Uh, I know Gunnar sometimes does this. He's uh, George, uh, one of my, our uh, students at, for Kyorikumaniacs. He's like, "Well, my f- brains, my my brain is fried and <laughs> stuff like that." And Gunnar's was like, yeah. this? <laughs> Hang on just a second here. He gets the key, just cuts up five words per minute faster, and he encourages George, but I bet you could copy this at 40 words per minute. And he sends uh, something. Yeah,
0: fast. sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: George's name or something really simple. And George is like, Oh, yeah, that was my name. So you see, you see, see. In, in that kind of motivation setting where we um, strongly encourage and Prove to the other person that they can really copy faster than they think they can. Yes, it's common words that they can copy, but that will help them push forward and gain the motivation.
0: Sure, yeah. To, uh, well, copy. I know I can copy some of the words at fast rate, like, uh, you know, the simple I is, the, ah, uh, ah, and all that good stuff. But when it comes to the other part of it, I don't know. What, what do you think of the, the stumbling block for most people is when they start trying to copy faster? What do you think?
1: Um, like a stumbling block do yeah a stumbling block while we're uh in uh learning QRQ learning the like the wall the the wall yeah
0: uh, yep, yep <laughs> yeah. the, the ever-loving wall, that's for sure. What do you think the average speed is, folks, when they come in? What do you think the average is when they go out the door?
1: We start no slower than 30 words per minute. We okay. preferably start at 35.
0: Ooh, okay. What we have
2: noticed is one of our students, Pablo, I don't remember his name, W. Oh, yeah,
0: I know him well. Did he, st- he started out with the QRQ as well, or where is he at this point? He was starting out about 30, I think, right? He is max copy thirty, and then through our class. So if if I wanted to uh, tackle this thing, all right, I want to I want to get going. I can copy probably twenty five. You know, that's where I'm stuck. I mean, that seems to be the (laughs) the wall for me is about twenty or twenty five. So if I want to improve, where do I go? What do I do?
3: It's
1: through um, immersion. Maybe if you're stuck at twenty five, maybe listen to some code just a tad, little tad bit faster, like twenty seven or twenty eight. Okay. So, that. is
0: there a particular? Would you go on like Morse code ninja and uh, kind of start there, or what, what would you recommend? Best way. The best way is being in a QSO with That's okay.
1: Being in a QSO with someone who can go fast uh-huh. is fast for you and plus I definitely encourage the Morse Code Ninja and I especially uh, encourage the uh, technique of um, taking a word mm-hmm. being sent to you at an extremely higher speed listening to that and say like, what the heck is that and then you kind of slow it down kind of slowly slow it down until you can cop- just barely copy it. That immerses you into like the really high stuff and you try to get slower and slower and slower.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, is ICR does it play a big part in in the high speed QRQ at this point, or is it something different?
1: Oh yeah, you need that. You definitely. Need if you it. want to get any
0: faster than whatever speed, you need instant character recognition from the beginning. You definitely okay.
1: do it's so... so yeah it's for for us it's definitely instant character recognition and then goes up to syllables uh-huh. um okay so let, let's so instant common prefix slash suffix mm. syllables and then you assemble those and uh for me I kind of sound them out in my head especially g- going that fast mm-hmm. it's easy for me to be able to sound it out in my mind like talking to myself almost right. a little- I speak to myself, so it's almost like reading. Um, exactly like reading. Yeah, exactly like reading. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, so, exactly. So the retention has got to be in there someplace, doesn't it? When you start this thing up, I mean, how do you retain exactly what just flew by? <laughs> yeah,
1: reading. It's, it's exactly like reading. It's it's a it's an art of language. Uh, okay, you yeah. when you take Morse code as a language and pretend and and think about that the other person is. Talking to you there in real life, mm-hmm. it uh, makes it much easier because the the real question would be how in the world were, are we able to retain a conversation right. such as the one we're having here?
0: Yep. Uh-huh.
1: Language, because it's speech, it's our common language, uh, English is our common language here. If we could implement that into Morse code, that would be absolutely wonderful. And mm-hmm. this is where we get
0: from QRQ. That's that's the pinnacle. I guess that is the holy grail at this particular point from everybody over there. Uh, you've got a couple of classes. You've got the QRQ, but then what do you do with the maniacs now? Or is that just basically something that you kind of open up? Anywhere or what, what about that? Where do you guys usually meet up?
1: Wednesday and Saturday.
0: Wednesday and Saturday. There you go. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate that. You are an inspiration to all of us, many of us, <laughs> including yours truly over here.
1: I would pull a little bit of a plug here. We also do have a YouTube channel called QRQ Maniacs. Definitely are working on doing a bunch of fun stuff there. Oh, cool. We have a bunch of YouTube shorts up there for QRQ Speed hand-sent jokes we right. <laughs> said something fun, something fun for people and be able to put up some really fast QRQ content on YouTube for those who are interested and plus how I like the YouTube shorts is that naturally after a short is done playing it replays again so we're taking that as an advantage by if people don't get it the first time instead of having uh, not uh, let's see if the video ends okay it will automatically rewind so so people say they didn't get that the first time it will automatically replay for them for a second chance that's right?
0: a on it that's great and that again and that is on youtube and where do we find that under qrq maniacs or how do we
1: that's a capital q capital r capital Q, and maniacs, all lowercase, M-A-N-I-A-C-S, and I I can't believe I spelled
0: that. Okay, that sounds good. Well, we will go on the hunt and find it. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. And, um, hey, carry on, you guys. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, awesome.
1: Thank you so much, Doug. Thank you.
0: All right, take care, guys. Thank you. Bye. Once again, look it up over there, QRQ Maniacs, over on our YouTube channel. They've got some great stuff over there for you. And uh, in the meantime... Well, as you progress through your CW journey, there will come a point where ICR, or Instant Character Recognition, will happen. That's right. There's something about just sitting back and letting the sounds wash over you with fluency and comprehension. Those are the moments you'll enjoy most when things just start to happen. One of LICW classes that focuses on this is Tom, W0FN, his ICR classes. I caught up with Tom to unravel some of the aspects of ICR, and the the question is,
3: Can unique character sound familiarity levels be improved for students by only practicing at their acceptable current accuracy levels how can a student get used to icr character sounds at icr speeds Uh
4: huh. Okay.
3: but how can they listen to them if they can't recognize them
0: that's true you're just going to me noise for that fact wouldn't
3: it yeah and, that, and that's what keeps people away from gaining experience or being able to gain any familiarity with unique single character sound per letter at the you know 25 to 30 word per minute character speed that enables hearing those unique sound rhythms, you know, one per per character. Mm-hmm. Because when you hear a, you know, let's say C at da, dit, da, dit speeds, you don't hear a, a characteristic sound rhythm for that letter, mm-hmm. right? or any other letter for that matter. Yeah. Uh, but when you hear a da, 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 dit, da, 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 da dit, you know, that's, oh, okay, now, Yeah, the dits and dahs are there, but Mm -hmm. there's a sound rhythm that's suddenly, you know, that now is apparent. And uh, just generally speaking for most, uh, unique single character sounds are brought out by, according to all the students that I've asked about this, and I love to ask questions, it's generally somewhere between 25 and 30 word per minute character speed for most. Um, The issue has always been, if you only have a brief sliver slash instant of time you know to recognize characters. <laughs> letters let's say right. uh at you know high speed to anybody at 12 word per minute you know 25 word per minute is an incomprehensible you know speed mm-hmm. and that's the key it's incomprehensible right how can we add single and unique character sound recognition skills to students existing dit da sequence recognition skills right uh, leading with familiarity Lead with familiarity building.
0: Okay. And that being uh, what, the familiarity building of the sound is what you're approaching there.
3: Well, the, way, the way I think that we can do this, and I, and I'm, uh, I think it'll work well because I've done it with, with prior classes in another organization, and that is to say a short common word, okay. preferably a two-letter word, uh, like B, yeah. like the, the word B. Okay. And say, okay, here's here's B at a quote-unquote common ICR speed. Okay. I need to talk about how fast that is or what it is. Just it's a common ICR conversational Morse code speed.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure.
3: And then send BE at that speed, maybe three times at least. Talk about it a little bit. Did you hear sort of that sound rhythm of the of the BE? And then send it a couple more times and say, okay, now... We're going to have some fun guessing at a new word based on B-E by appending or adding just one letter to the end of that word. And so there's a very gradual addition of recognition, but it's not really talked about as a goal. I don't want it. At least I don't want it talked about as a goal. I want it talked about as, hey, let's have some fun guessing at what this new word might be. That's that's what it's all
0: about. You bet.
3: Yeah, it's it's leading with recognition. Send bet,
0: Mm -hmm. you know?
3: send beg send bed uh ask questions <laughs> what would you hear did anybody the more outrageous the guesses we get the more fun we'll have
0: just, I'm very good
3: <laughs> and uh and so in a subtle way de-emphasize the onus the burden the stress of recognition accuracy bringing forward the fun of guessing what this new word might be, but always at a character speed level that has them continually getting accustomed to and getting familiar with what letters sound like at a common ICR speed.
0: Which, as you say, is what, 25 to 30 then at that speed?
3: 25 to 27, I think, is probably the good, that's my guess, that's Uh my best guess is all, All uh, at what a uh, sending speed should always be around that area, at at that 25 to 27 or slightly up. But uh, make it a consistent speed. I If I am uh, uh, an instructor for some of these classes at the intermediate level for, uh, you know, the official ICR class, it'll be a class of discovery. It'll be a class of fun. It'll lead with short known words by an appending one and then two letters like, Ben, beat, beam, mm-hmm. you know, there's all, right. all kinds of two letters you can add to BE, for example. But sure. there's lots of other short words on the top, well, the first 10, mm-hmm. 20 of the top 100 most common English words. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and uh, so that, that
0: instant character recognition turns into instant word recognition, and you hear the sound. Uh, and that is, I think, the key to what we're looking at for head copy and speed of um, comprehension, I would imagine. Yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. Well said by a very accomplished, you know, CW op. Uh, You nailed it. And I think we all sort of agree that uh, character unique single sound to letter associations is the key to head copy or to ICR. It's a listening thing. Mm -hmm. It's not a writing thing. You just you can just sit back and relax and listen and gain familiarity with these sounds and they inevitably lead And the first one that leads to this typically is the word sound of cq right everybody knows that on a single sound rhythm for those two letters Mm -hmm. uh, exactly the same with 73
0: and the same thing some of the other protocol you know that comes across that q you know your qth for example or things like that or qso you know you know it's coming yeah, <laughs> yeah where it's there and it's especially
3: if you're able to copy enough to know the to follow the train of thought right. you know so you can anticipate that you know what you're going to hear next mm-hmm. uh and and it really what you then hear is not only are you recognizing those character sounds or the word sound you kind of knew what you were going to hear before you heard it sure uh-huh. So recognition or anticipation is a big part of head copy, mm-hmm. but but that's that's sort of later, you know, Down in this the class. Of that's, piece, yeah, to where it goes from there. That, that sort of requires more recognition to be able to actually track a train of thought. Just uh, while we're
0: on that subject, what can a student do uh, basically to maybe on his own increase this ICR? Is there a program out there or there something you would suggest? To do that
3: i've been involved with steven phillips of course in morse world and adding features to his website which he's been improving since the late 90s sure he's not a cw op remarkably but the uh, the wordless trainer uh, as a part of the morse world website makes it easy to set a uh, quote unquote icr speed and then uh, uh i'm planning on just creating some MP3 files Mm -hmm. that would be available to anyone and everyone where a a word is announced this is what the word is you're gonna hear you're gonna hear it at a common quote-unquote common ICR speed right (laughs) uh, so that you can get familiar with those speeds and actually get the feeling of what being an ICR a a head copy operator feels like without having the ability to recognize anything at that speed but Mm -hmm. if you know what you're gonna hear then you're going to be able to recognize what you hear because you you knew what you were going to hear and the recognition challenge was removed right
0: so we're Uh, and it's the sound once again you correlate between the word and the sound and that's what we're we're digging at right
3: because if you're if you're decoding (laughs) the sequence of dits and dahs at speeds that require that and when you're learning morse code that's required (laughs) Sure. <laughs> you, uh, you might that say all, that's how we learn it yep. and so uh but there's another skill a second skill doesn't replace didn't da sequence decoding mm-hmm. but it sort of moves didn't da sequence decoding to the rear and it goes to the forefront when and this is a generalization but when character speeds get around the 18 to 20 words a minute that generally is sort of the limit of get, get, having enough time to decode dit and da sequences, and you're sort of pushed in, you've got to start moving towards recognizing characters by a single sound rhythm, right? Yes. and not focusing on what the dit and da sequence is to then figure out what the letter is. And and there, so, I guess
0: to a certain aspect, there has to be a bit of Farnsworth, I would imagine, thrown in there for fun as well, through sentences or something else, wouldn't you think?
3: Right. <laughs> well, that's the, way it used, that's the way it is in all the other classes, but I don't want any Farnsworth in the ICR class. You're just going to throw it, right? They're going to they're going to know what the word is. It, it's going to start with short, pre-announced, known words. Here it is three times. Perfect. Yep. Get used to what it sounds like. Now, yeah. let's guess at what the new words might be as we add a single <laughs> letter on the... you know, know, several different single letters onto that word. Now let's do a slightly longer word. Three times, pre-announced, it's a known word, and away we go again. Uh, Now, and this is moving fast, but the next step, of course, is let's talk about a two-word phrase such as he ran, and send he ran three times, Mm -hmm. discuss, ask questions. How does that feel? Uh, Are you left behind? Are you getting tense? Again, I don't mean a lecture, but I've learned that asking questions of a student, of all students, first of all, it validates their opinions. Absolutely. Second yep. of all, it engages them mm-hmm. in the class. Exactly. And thirdly, it, it uh, promotes having more fun. Just like I'm a part of this, yep. you know, I'm discovering how this works. I'm not being lectured to how this works. I'm not going to. As far as I'm concerned, we should not be beating anybody over the head with a lecture on how you learn ICR. Right, it's, We just craftily and sneakily sure use a too. very <laughs> gradual method at kind of right. leading into a little bit of recognition at first and then slowly ramp that up as we're having fun, asking questions and discussing it as a class. Absolutely, and with all the purpose.
0: And I think that's, yeah. the whole, that's the whole thing. I think it is fun. We didn't join this to get beat over the head or thing else. We have a common goal of learning. Uh, CW, of course, and I think when it becomes fun, that's when the learning really you know takes off. You know, and something like that,
3: uh, enjoyment will promote you know, better learning. Right. The class is about again about discovering how this works right. and feeling how it works. And how can you feel what head copy at ICR speeds feels like if you can't recognize what you're hearing? Mm-hmm. So removing recognition and s- stressing the acquisition of strong single sound to letter associations and building familiarity uh that's the goal of the class right. recognition can be an outcome at some point in time which varies from person to person the fun part of the icr class is you get to feel what icr feels like because you know what you're going to hear exactly and then, you know we're going to add a letter and have some fun with guesses you know with guessing whatever not about like you need to recognize this properly you know accurately Mm -hmm. forget that it's like we're gonna have some fun guessing what the letter or what the new word is and what did it feel like how do you feel was it stressful or is it just sort of interesting at this genuine common icr speed that you'd like to learn not only how to do but what it feels like and experience it before you can actually do it. And and that's sort of the goal of what I think this ICR class should be is mm-hmm. hey, let's get people to feel what it's like well before they're able to do it. Right. And that's gonna be
0: intertwined to the whole I think the whole curriculum at L I C W is the fact that this is gonna be a major point.
3: It's applicable to other classes as Absolutely. well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I know I've done some similar things in my intermediate <laughs> class over there, but it just it's just, you know, totally amazing. Tom, thank you so much for yapping with us over here, and uh, we'll look forward to more of the same from you in the near future, I'm sure. Thanks. Thanks, Tom.
2: Take
3: care.
0: As I mentioned uh, a bit earlier in the podcast over there, coming up in January, the LICW Intermediate Curriculum takes on a whole brand-new look and feel. This goes on from BC1 to the Advanced uh, Areas. And with us today is Mike, N1CC, and Quentin, K70RQ, who, among other things, are key principals in the curriculum development here at LICW.
2: So, Quentin, please speak to what's changed. Uh, well, the uh, the biggest changes came about in the beginner's curriculum when we went to a carousel setup, and we uh, completely changed the way we tried to deliver a bit of a continuing education at that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, biggest changes these days are coming into the intermediate, where the goal is to make it uh, seamlessly follow this new beginner's carousel curriculum and uh, help people uh, broaden the way they communicate. So the tail end of, of the beginner's curriculum has people um, having CUSOs, SKCC, LICW, soda, POTA, great CUSOs actively on the air, making contacts, and where intermediate one starts is it says, let's throw away the script and let's talk. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: that's the key element right there. So how are we going to achieve that? Intermediate seems to be the spot where the full development starts. So how's that going to happen, Mike?
4: Well, we learned a lot um, from um, our tortoise group that used to uh, be geared uh, to fill a huge gap that existed in our previous curriculum. The beginner's curriculum of, of old days, the legacy ended at five words a minute Ooh. and yeah. intermediate started at 10 words a minute. Uh-huh. So this tortoise group really filled the niche of uh, that gap and and built techniques, exercises and content uh, to promote uh, fluency and uh, combine that with some of the exercises that Quentin and his team in the NV1U created um, to promote fluidity, the ease of of communication. And so that's how we address our objectives in intermediate one.
0: That's great. So then we're we're advancing basically to the two and the three from there. What are the differences as we take it from one to three? What are the difference in that, Quentin?
2: Well, so intermediate one actually doesn't um, push speed anywhere. Uh, We start at 12 over 12 and we finish at 12 over 12 and the goal there is uh, to introduce this capacity for for fluidity for comfort for being able to copy whatever's coming regardless of, of script without knowing what's expected and uh, and to reply in, in sort by the time you finish intermediate 3 you will be probably on the uh, 20 to 20 uh, 20 over 20 speed wow and okay. so the goal there is to uh is to push speed while continuing to push fluidity mm-hmm. The other aspect of Intermediate 2 and 3 is a, is an increasing focus on head copy. It's very small at first, it's about 10% of the class, and then by the time you get into Intermediate 3, we're expecting about half the class to be performed head copy style. And What that means is you can still use a pen and paper if you like, but most of the exercises uh, in the head copy piece of the class are going to be tailored towards, uh, can you copy conversationally and can you try to just understand code as a spoken fluent language? Right.
0: Which is, the, that's the goal, I think, as to where it goes. Mike, what's the process? How did uh, how did this all come about, if you might, uh, if i had ask?
4: When we did the beginner's carousel, we did a lot of reading into historical documents, and we combined that with our own experience. The intermediate uh, was very much uh, built by leveraging uh, the best of what we have learned over the years. And we just spoke about um, how the tortoises helped... Um, with the development of intermediate one. Intermediate two, which is where we begin to increase effective speed, Uh very much leverages on the work and the teachings of Tom, FN, who taught an ICR class at um, LICW and has refined it over the years. And uh, he has done some beautiful work now in the area of character familiarization. He thinks that the quest for speed should be a gradual one. And instead of heading straight for accuracy, that's a flawed concept. And instead the focus should be on familiarity. And so we have developed uh, techniques, exercises for the students to just in a very calm and relaxed manner Focus on just the sounds of the characters. Don't worry about the accuracy. Accuracy is a byproduct of familiarity.
0: How about the students? Should they be, uh, you know, somebody entering into the intermediate group? or let's say intermediate three right there. Should they be kind of scared about getting into this thing? Or what are we doing in that class basically to keep people involved? How does that uh, simply work, Quentin?
2: Oh, I feel like those are two different questions. Uh, Should they be scared? No, absolutely not. Uh, should they be uncomfortable? I hope so for some amount of the class. Uh, we really try to push people for some of the class into this uncomfortable zone where you're uh, you're missing and you're failing uh, to some extent. And uh, Mike brought up uh, Tom W0FN. Uh, one of Tom's favorite sayings is, uh, is that failing is just practice. Uh, uh-huh. And I love that. Um, In terms of how we're keeping people um, kind of happy and engaged and uh, and learning well, uh, the intermediate curriculum is building on another success uh, of the uh, NV1U class, which is this cohort effect. Um, NV1U, uh, when run by Tom back in the day and still to this day, um, took place five days a week at the same time every day. And the result of that was a cohort of folk who knew each other very well and got along very well. It built a very safe space where people could engage and get straight into more personal matters. And uh, the way we're rolling out intermediate uh, now, uh, as of uh, January, will be with classes five days a week at the same time for each level so that we can build on those cohort effects.
0: And that's uh, and that's one of the things that I find, uh, you know, in NV1U is the fact that these guys and everybody in that group have been around there for ages. We kind of, we know everybody, pretty much everything that there is to know about the participants. Yeah, Mike.
4: And one of the uh, real fascinating things about NV1U, I call that a head copy laboratory, because this group started um, reading scripts, reading jokes at ten words a minute, and today are sending and receiving conversational head copy at speeds up to 30 words a minute. And there there is no manual for that. You can read books that talk about it. Uh, you can even talk about it with your friends. But there is no structured class, at least until now, in this curriculum, to take you from beginner to conversational head copy. And what we have done is leverage this laboratory that has come up with its own exercises, its own... Uh-huh. Um, Vernacular of of, right. of terms. We we talk about uh, retention buffers and um, things like that, which don't mean anything to anybody until you read the guide. And go through the new method, exactly. and it's very effective and very exciting. It's the heart of what we're about to do,
0: and it's a whale of a lot of fun. So, where are we going next? What you know, maybe you can give us an idea. What what are some of the exercises that you guys are doing? in intermediate to kind of promote what we're talking about. Can you give us a kind of an example on that, Quentin?
2: Yeah, we're uh, we're working really hard to um, uh, to familiarize yourself with this. Um, concept of uh, generalized communication we're calling it conversational CW and so some of the things we might do is uh is play with this idea of context or thread um we're going to be talking about pets and so uh, you know I might ask you do you have any pets do you have a dog yes her name is latte and you're expecting this kind of talk and so it helps pin down the uh the wide universe of what you might be copying into a much more cohesive area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you would respond in kind with, uh, with some more thoughts around uh, around the same subject. Uh, we're going to play a lot with, um, with head copying at different uh, different difficulties. Um, first words, then well-known phrases, where, again, that context exists, but it's only in, in a three- to five-word span. If I said uh, raining mm-hmm. cats and dogs, uh, if you start copying raining cats, you might well be able to switch from copy mode into verification mode and stocks
0: and finish it off from there which is a that's a goal and an achievement as well where are we headed for next this i mean this is really exciting stuff Uh, mike where are we going down the road what do you what do you foresee in the future over here for this
4: Well, this effort did not just um, bring us a new intermediate. It is a complete new advanced curriculum as well. Uh And we really need to uh, hats off to Terry, our uh, original QRQ instructor. And Terry has been so successful that his class has gotten up into speeds that as they're practicing, it makes it impractical for someone new into that group to try and and, and even catch up. And so as a product of his success, uh, we find the need now to actually break his class up. And so what we're doing now is we created a whole new category within Advance. We now have Advance 1, 2, and 3. The Advance 1 classes are like the NV1U and Jenna's class on Thursday. It's the focus on conversational head copy at speeds between 20 and 25. Then Terry's class now will focus at a speed range between um, 25 and 35 with a a concentration at 28, which is a really comfortable high speed conversational speed. And then Jenna and Gunner will focus on QRQ, 35 to 45 words a minute. And they're also bringing in the the, uh, QRQ maniacs uh, group uh, inside the LICW umbrella and they just have so much fun in, in the way they practice. It's Absolutely. it's contagious.
0: It's, it's it's amazing. Well, it's exciting. That's all I can say about that. It's just, uh, I think it's uh, to a point of you're achieving exactly what LICW is out to do and then teaching CW and all the various levels and, and kind of go from there. And I want to thank you two guys for sure. And everybody else on the team over there for, for putting together. What I think is going to be an exciting time here next year. Yeah, expect uh, this curriculum to get uh, underway somewhere in January then, Clinton?
2: Yeah, that's correct. We're rolling out in January. Instructor training uh, to start very soon. Very good. Thank you, guys.
0: Appreciate that. And uh, onward and upward. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Duff. Thank you, Duff. Thanks, Mike. This Is L.I.C.W. is produced by the Informational Services of the Long Island C.W. Club. Comments, questions may be made to WA7BFN at MSN.com. Thanks, everybody. Till next time, 73s.